as the kids hit their f- favorite time of the morning. <laughs> when they, I try, again, for you guests, I try not to take it personal. The kids are anxious to get out. And actually, I think Aaron was just wanting to preach. He was up there. I don't know. He, he, he couldn't wait for the altar call, but he was either going to give one or respond to one. But <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, so good to see you all this morning again. I, I just, you know, I want to start here. Um, last week, Sunday, when we were together, you know, we talked about being motivated by fear. The, the Lord, uh, I, I think the, the Lord really led us in a, a powerful message. And I think that, you know, as Job was our example out of the Old Testament, where Job said, that which I have feared has come upon me, that which I dreaded is now on top of me. I mean, this is it. The thing that I dreaded the most has come to pass. That which I feared is now on me. And, and, and so we see that Job was motivated uh, in his religion, in his worship of God, partly by fear. Um, then we see uh, in, in the New Testament the example that I believe the Holy Spirit led me in was, you know, when, when Jesus and his disciples were crossing the sea and, and the storm came up and Jesus was asleep, and the apostles, the disciples, became very afraid. They were, they were motivated by fear to wake up Jesus. And, and their question, don't you care that we're going to die? But Jesus reminded them, faith, faith, where's your faith? Why are you so fearful? And, and remember where we were in the scripture. The scripture says, Jesus said, you know, let's go, we're going to the other side. He, he didn't say, maybe we'll, we'll make it to the other side. He said, we're going to the other side, right? So, so listen, they were motivated by what they saw. Now, a lot of those uh, apostles had experience on boats and in water. They were fishermen. So that thing, whatever it was, that storm was powerful enough where it certainly got their attention and you know, motivated them toward fear. Come on now. So now... What about us? And, and I think what the Holy Spirit led us in last week was, you know, we are motivated by fear. A lot of times we're motivated by the fear of not having enough. We're motivated by the fear of failure or just fear that our harm or hurt will come to us or our family. There, there are motiv- we, we sometimes are motivated by fear. So the Lord would say the same thing to us. Where's your faith? Where, where's your faith? Amen. Then, you know, I want to, I want to share this. And I, I, on, we had prayer on Tuesday. And I want to tell you in total transparency, and I shared with the group on Wednesday, you know what, I really didn't even, it was one of those nights, I mean, I, I'm just so, um, Lord, wh- wh- where are we going? I mean, I, I, want to see some, I want to see some more results. I mean, I want to see the move of God. I, I, there's so many people that are around me that are hurting, and I don't feel like I'm doing enough to help. You know, I'm praying, but I don't see this breakthrough. I, I, I want these folks to be helped. I want them to, to, to receive from you so that they don't have to keep going through all of these hardships. So I'm on my way to prayer and I'm, I'm on my way to prayer and I'm almost like, why am I bothering? Ooh, did that offend anybody? I'm just being transparent. Oh man, I don't even. So I prayed. There were a small group of us here and I was praying and I shared with the group on Wednesday, the Holy Spirit nudged me. Big time. And I could not let it go. And it's still working on me. You're praying wrong. You're praying wrong. 
you know, there's so much pressure on me. And I explained this to the, the both, uh, you know, on Tuesday and then Wednesday. You know, you're praying, I got all this pressure. And I'm saying, God, relieve the pressure. God, take some of this off of me. And he's saying, no, what you should be saying is give me more inside to counterbalance that pressure from the outside. I'm praying for the wrong thing. See, see my brothers, listen, and I, I, I don't know why I'm here. We're just going to trust Holy Spirit. Listen, I didn't want anybody leaving here on Wednesday thinking that I'm saying everything that you're praying for because you haven't received it yet is because you're praying wrong. No, consider, though, that you may be praying for the wrong thing. God... You know, I, I need this person to be healed. Lord, why aren't you healing them? Lord, heal this person. Well, well, surely you say that the prayers of a righteous person availeth much. So I'm always looking at myself, self-examining. If the prayer isn't being answered, then maybe I'm not as upright as I thought I would. Lord, search my heart. See if there's anything in there. Come on now. But no. The Lord nudged me and said, Tony, Tony, yo, Tony, Tony, you're praying for the wrong thing. That ailment is meant for them to cry out to me. I, I, see, they need, so pray for them to cry out to me for their healing. Don't pray for the healing, pray for the healer. Pray to be touched by the healer. Jesus, I want more of you. Okay, I'm in this situation, but Jesus, this situation is causing me to turn to you. I don't want the things, I don't want the stuff, I don't want what you provide, I want you. Are you with me? So, so, so now I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm hoping that that ministered to somebody because I really didn't plan that. So let's just continue here. Second um, Timothy, verse 7, this is chapter 1. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Everybody knows that. We've been knowing that since we've been knee-high to a grasshopper, Sunday school, the whole nine yards. You all know that. God has not given us this spirit of fear. So, so fear has no place as it relates to our walk with Christ. As a Christian, you know, it's all, it's, what else would a preacher say, right? No, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. No, what else would a preacher say? But my brothers and sisters, it's, again, we're living according to what we're seeing, and what we're seeing is causing us to be motivated in directions that God never intended for us to go. Because we're supposed to be walking by faith and not by sight, not by what we see. So my brothers and sisters, he has given us power. I hope that person, I hope that baby is well. <laughs> so this power that he's given us, my brothers and sisters, is this, this power, wonder, miraculous working power, love, the spirit of love, the spirit of love, not just, he, see, look, he's given us, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, spirit of power, spirit of love, and a spirit that helps us with our minds. Self-control, discipline. 1 Thessalonians 1.5 says, For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit, in as much assurance as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. Okay, that's, what, what are you saying, Paul? Now, the Holy Spirit speaking through Paul is, Our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power. What's he saying? Evidently, when Paul was preaching, there was definitely some demonstration, manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Tongues, possibly, you know, pro 
healings, you know, those things were very common, and it, and it happened. Jesus did it, so did the apostles, right? And, and it should be common among us as well, but nevertheless, I won't press on that too much this morning. But do you see what he's talking about? It wasn't just the words that we spoke. It wasn't just a message that you heard. It wasn't just this powerful voice that I had, but it, it came to you with this demonstration of power. Power. Some miraculous, some signs and wonders were a part of this. And watch this. As you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. Not only did you see miraculous, wonder-working power, but you also saw it lived out. You saw our conduct. Oh, come on. How? See, see, how you, see, when I'm talking about the, the charisma gifts, oh, hallelujah, amen. But when I start talking about conduct, obedience to the Lord... Something gets a little bit quiet. My brothers and sisters, listen. The power, the same power that we who are full gospel ministers and those of us who are involved in full gospel ministries, that same power that we get excited about that causes signs, wonders, and miracles, it is that same power that enables me to walk in obedience to the word that he's given me. The same power. So now watch. Why is it then that we get so excited and we're so into, if I'm say some of us now, I'm going to speak for me and, and some of those folks, I, we're, we're, I want to see the miracles, the signs and wonders. Absolutely. But my brothers and sisters, we have to see, this, this is here for a reason. Paul was motivated by Holy Spirit to put these words down for me and for you. As you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. You know the character in which we walked. You know the character of our lives. You know how we conducted ourselves. My brothers and sisters, you can go out there and you could talk about all the mighty signs and wonders, but man, the minute you start walking like everybody else, you nullify all of that talk that you had about. Man, you can go out of here. We've had healings in this church. We've had people be miraculously touched in this church. There have been words of knowledge in this church. I hope this doesn't scare anybody off, but there have been signs and wonders that came out among us. But now watch, if we go out there in the neighborhood, if we go out there in our communities and we talk about these, we're testifying, which we shouldn't be shy about, we're testifying about these signs and wonders and what God has done. How about this mighty sign and wonder? People coming down and getting saved, born again and changing their life. Their life, they walk out of here never walking the same again. That's the mighty sign and wonder that's the most important. Then, listen, then we go out there and we talk about this. And then we go out there and we talk about how Jesus is working among us. And then we just walk like they walk and talk like they talk. Uh Uh-oh. All right. I will stop now. But then look, in Luke, it won't be up there. Just turn there later in 24... In 48, you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. So this power, there's, there's no way that Tony is just giving you his opinion and saying this spirit of power has nothing to do with Holy Spirit. It's everything to do with Holy Spirit. This is the spirit that God is, Je- this is the spirit of Jesus. The spirit of truth. In us, I'm, I'm going to endue you with power from on high. Acts 1 and 8. I think it will be up there. Acts. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the end. See, my brothers and sisters, we can't even be his witnesses without power of the Holy Spirit. We, we can't witness in our, and under our own power. We can't. We can't be effective. 
Jesus, I'm the vine, you're the branches. You can do nothing without me. You can't do anything without me. So, so that's how we do it. We do it by his power. We do it with the strength that he's given us. We've been endued with power from on high. Now, that word dunamis is where that word power comes from. We get the word uh, dynamo from that. Anybody know that? Okay, good. Uh, you know, when I'm, I'm thinking about examples, I'm always trying to, you know, I was going to try, I was going to bring my bicycle in here. How many of you, uh, now I'm not going to say, I'm going to say it this way. I know that some of us are old enough in here to, <laughs> to, uh, to, to really understand what this item is that I'm going to talk about right now. I remember when I was young, just a few years ago. <laughs> You're going to see a sign, wonder, miracle right now. Come out! No, I remember when I was young. Do you all, do any of you remember there was that light that we had on our bicycles that we had? <laughs> I didn't even finish yet. Guess, forgive them. Just, we got to bring this thing back in order. Get the spe- no, remember there was that little, um, it was like a little um, wheel on a little pack and you, and you, put, you uh, had it on your tire and you flipped it over and as you're pedaling, the light burns. No, thank you, Steve. Thank you. Yeah, so we had that little thing. And then when you didn't want the light on, you just moved it off, right? Anybody remember that besides me and Steve? Thank you, John. Thank you all very much. Thank you. I knew there was a reason why we had guests this morning. Thank you very much. Now, right, wait, 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 wait. Listen, now watch. The power, the potential for the power is there. But, remember this? Remember you pedal a little bit, the light's dim. Pedal a lot, that light gets brighter. Remember that? All right, I'm gonna have to go to a different example. I'm getting to. I just got. How about hydroelectric plants? I know you're familiar with that. Okay, that water blowing through, turning the turbines, and then the power is generated. That, but but there's an action that's taking place. The potential for the power is there. You 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 know that one? Okay, thank you. How how about this? Those of us who live in Florida. You know, when that electricity goes out and we have these storms, some of us are fortunate enough to have some generators. I knew the electricity wasn't going to go out for the last two years because Michelle bought a little generator for our house and we haven't had to use it yet. Thank you, Lord. But, but my brothers and sisters, just remember, I mean, yeah, there's, there's something that's happening in order to produce that. That's where that word comes from, this, this power that's produced, this power that there's this potential for the power that's there, but the, it takes an action. It takes an activity. There's something there. It's strength, power, ability, inherent power, power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature. Hallelujah. Or which a person or a thing exerts and puts forth. Like, um, I've got a couple of dynamos at my job. No, not really, but, you know, I'd like to think so. But, but are, you, are you there? Are you with me? So there's this, there's this potential for that power it's right there. All you got to do is get the wheel turning. You get that wheel turning and you'll see the power. Things start to light up. Amen? Amen. So now let's go back to Timothy. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love. So now we've got the power and we've got love. Remember, folks, I mean, this is constantly repeated from this pulpit because I'll never be able to say it enough. 
God in, in Romans chapter 5 and verse 5 says, Hope does not disappoint because of the love of God has been poured out in our hearts, has been shed abroad in our hearts by Holy Spirit. The love that we're able to share with others is not our own. It's not something that we are able and capable of doing. The love that God requires, the love that God is. God is agape. The love that God is, the essence of God is love. And if we, unless His Holy Spirit empowers us, man, it's hard. We, we don't even love our own people. And Jesus said we need to love our enemies. He's commanded us to love our enemies. But we can't even love each other. So remember in the message when we were talking about that, I said, look, let's start easy. Let's take it a step at a time. So you brothers and sisters, you younger brothers and sisters, when he or she is working on your last nerve, love them. Love them. Whoa, AJ took a... AJ sat up straight then. I don't know, Beckham. I don't know, Beckham. I don't know if that means anything. But you know, and, and, and I'm having a little fun with it, but you understand that. Yeah. Now, you understand that. See, we need to practice that. See, why? We need to put something into motion. Yeah. That power to love is there. He's not given us the, 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 the spirit of fear, but of power and of love. He's given us the potential. We have it. We have it. It's not our own ability. We have to make the step, though. i got to pedal that bike. That light will come on, baby. <laughs> Some of feel like a hamster on a wheel, you know what I mean? <laughs> No, but, 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 but are you getting that? Is it, does that tracking with you, right? Watch this, Romans 12, 9 through 11. It says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. Not lagging, listen, not lagging in diligence. Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. So, do you see the words that, are be, that the Holy Spirit is throwing at us right here, right? Don't be lazy about it. Be fervent about it. You've got to be intentional about it. And you've got to be serious about it. See, the word love is tossed around so much in our culture and our society, right? It's thrown out. And, and, our young, it's, and it's a shame because older people, young people, I remember, I, I'm sharing this again. I get to share this again because, you know, Grandma Angie. She used to tell me when I was a kid, not too long ago, <laughs> you kids are in love with love. You don't even know what love is. You know? She wasn't a born-again Christian, but she knew what she was talking about. Because there is, she's a grandmother. She's been married for a long time. She knows love isn't a warm and fuzzy. Love is a commitment. Love is sacrifice. Love is action. Love is just saying, it doesn't matter to me you know, what you can do for me, what you have done to me. I'm choosing to love you because of what's in me. Amen? Amen? Amen. So, so let love be without power. But see, now it's even in the church. Oh, I love you, brother. I love you, brother. I love you. I'm not being ugly. Please, hear my voice, I, my heart. I'm not being ugly. And that doesn't mean I don't ever want any of you to say, I love you, Tony. But I hope you mean it when you say it. <laughs> Because I may have to test it one day. Lord, Lord knows I've tested it with Michelle a time or two. So you, for you visitors, that beautiful woman that started with the announcements, that's my wife Michelle, co-pastor of this church. See, I've put that to the test with her a couple of times. You know? And, and, yeah, I know she loves me. 
How do I know? She's still here. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. And, and see, and so much, and look at it in our culture, and look at it in our society. You know how I know that you know things, and people really don't understand. God is love, and the love of God has been shed abroad in everyone's hearts, and that people don't take it seriously. They they're they're hip, they're hip, they are a little bit hypocritical about it. How do I know that? Because I'm smart. No, look at the divorce rate in the country. It's like 50% or better. And look at the divorce rate in the church. About the same. It's about the same. So, so my brothers and sisters, I'm, this isn't a, a divorce or a couple seminar. No, but what I'm saying to you is that we have power. God has given us this dunamis. God has given us this potential. Not just, listen, not just for miracles and signs and wonders... But He's given us this wonder-working power. He's given us this potential to love even our enemies. How do I know that? Because Jesus said it. And Jesus would not have commanded it if He didn't mean for us to do it. Come on now. Amen? He gave us the power. He gave us what what we need to do it. But we have to do it. So now let's go back to 2 Timothy. That same verse, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and, and of love in a sound mind. In a sound mind. Now, I know it's going to be sensitive for some of you people. Thank you for the confession, brother. The altar will be open. <laughs> no, 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 no. Think about this. When it says sound mind, it doesn't mean, well, you're crazy or something, or you just have... Now, could it? <laughs> yeah, I guess it could. But, but it does, does it really mean that? No, that you are... That, that you're not double-minded, that you're, that you're disciplined, that you have your wits about you and you know, what you, you know what you believe, you know where you're going, you know what you're doing. I mean, just, you're just sound. You're just there. You know what I'm saying? Does that track in with anybody? Do you, do you hear? Okay, so God has not given us a spirit of fear, but we have this spirit that empowers us. We have that, that, that the wonderful, miraculous signs and wonders power the power that we can walk according to what He's called us to do, including now the power to love, even my enemies, that Spirit. Now this same Spirit allows us a sound mind. We have the potential to be there. Some of you need to use the potential, I'm just telling you. No, we have that potential. We have the potential to be single-minded. Romans 12.2 Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable perfect will of God. Wait a minute. What, what did I just say? Do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You, we need to be renewed in our minds, in our hearts. What we think, how we feel, where we're going. Are, are you with me? What's guiding us? Our disciplines. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. We need to be transformed. I can't look like the same Tony that I was before I became born again. Something happened, right? Well, what happened? Well, in Titus it says this, Titus 3.5, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit, this power, this, this, this spirit of power that God has given us through Christ, this spirit allows us also to now have this singleness of mind, to now be able to, have, he, 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 with His spirit, with His word, and with His spirit, He's regenerating me. He's changing how I think, what I think, 
And you guys know, because I've been saying it for a long time, Philippians 2.13, it's, it's, it's God in us. God in us working. It's God working in us to will and to do for His good pleasure. How's He doing that? Holy Spirit inside of me. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit inside of you. Making us understand what His will is. Allowing us to really understand what His will is. And empowering us to do His will. Hallelujah. I love those verses. Those are just... Those verses, my brothers and sisters, we need to go ahead and pound on those things and understand and stop giving ourselves and each other the big excuse. That doesn't mean that we lambaste each other. It doesn't mean that if one of our brothers or one of our sisters is having a hard time that we lambaste them. Well, you got all the potential in the world. Why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you? No, that's part, that's part of this experience that we're having together. That's why love. That's why love. I'm so glad that Jesus loved me and He didn't require like a 90-day probation period to see how this thing was going to work out. He's not going to divorce me. He's not moving out. That's why these relationships, this love is key to everything. That is the key absolutely to everything. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 2, 11 through 12 and 16. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. See, now, in, in context, you know, what the, what the Holy Spirit is, is, is teaching us, you know, a man knows the things of a man, but only God knows the things of God. So, and God will tell us, not by another man, but by His Spirit. The only way that we can know the things of God is His Word and Spirit. The only way that our minds can be transformed or renewed is by the Word and the Spirit. Even the Word alone can't do it. Well, you stay quiet. Even the Word alone can't do it. Why? Because, listen, in and of myself, I can't, I can't discern the Word. I don't know what the Word... I can't... The Word... Am I the only one that remembers in this room that, that we cannot even say that Jesus Christ is Lord without the Holy Spirit? No, anybody can say it, but no, actually mean it. We can't serve Jesus as our Lord without the Holy Spirit. Does anybody, John, help me out. Does it say that in the Bible? Absolutely it does. So, well, see, this is what Jesus said. Jesus said, listen, you have to go. You have to go and tarry in Jerusalem. You can't do what you're doing. You have to go. You've got to go and tarry in Jerusalem because then you're going to have this power. Power to do what? To be my witnesses. You can't make a disciple until you have the Holy Spirit in you leading you. He says, I'm going to send the comforter. He's going to help you. I'm going to send the paraclete. I'm going to send the helper. He's going to remind you of all of the things that I taught you. In fact, he even goes further. He says, when you start to be persecuted, because it's coming, when you start to be persecuted, don't don't, don't worry about what you're going to say. In that moment when you need to open up your mouth, Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. Hallelujah. Why? Because He's renewing me. He's changing me day by day. My, I am being renewed in the spirit of my mind. I'm being renewed. I'm, I'm not the same Tony I was even a year ago. I'm not the same Tony I was last Sunday. I had an experience with him on Tuesday prayer night, and then Wednesday he just zapped me. Hallelujah! And I know that there were some other people in this room that ain't the same because we had that experience together on Wednesday. Hallelujah! God is good. 
He shows up and He ministers to His children. He tells, he th- he, God is not keeping this thing a secret, y'all. Hallelujah. Verse 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord that He may instruct Him, but we have the mind of Christ. Now context. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Holy Spirit, the Lord Himself. So the Holy Spirit Himself is instructing us on the inside, changing our mind, revealing the mind of Christ to us. Let this mind that was in Christ Jesus also be in you. As he, is, as he is in this world, so are we. How could we be as He is in this world if we don't know what to think? We don't know what we're talking about. We, how can we? Hallelujah. We're going to go back to 1 Timothy. Just listen, and there'll be something on the board in, in a second. Now, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, I'm going to give you some context. This, the, he's, he's saying, he being Paul, instructing Timothy now, a young pastor, he's saying, now the, the Spirit especially says in the latter times, some will depart from the faith. And why they're going to depart from the faith is there are going to be these false teachers and these false doctrines that are being preached and taught. They're going to give heed to these spirits, these, these, these demonic spirits, and they're going to start speaking lies, and they're going to be hypocrites. Um, they're, going to give, they're going to throw some religious rules and stuff on you. It's going to sound religious, but it really, it's the doctrine of demons. It's not the truth. So he's saying, you know, they're going to speak lies and they're going to be hypocrites. They're going to throw... And, but, but the people who live by faith know that what they're saying isn't true. The people who live by faith, they'll know that when... You know, for instance, one of the things, well, you can't eat this or you've got to eat that, only this and that and the other thing. And he says, well, God knows. This is what God says. You know, not everything that God made is good. And you sanctify it with the word and prayer. Right? That's what, he, that's what it says. Please check that out. Don't take my word for it. I want you to check it out. It's in 1 Timothy chapter 4. But now look at what it says in verse 6. If you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. Look at verse 7. But reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise. You see that word exercise? And exercise yourself toward godliness. For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, for all things having promise of the life that now is and that which is to come. Okay, Tony language. He's saying, listen, forget all of that stuff, all of the tradition and all of those old wives. Forget about all of that stuff. You know what? Don't listen to even Chloe, who does the Psychic Friends Network. Don't worry about that. Don't look at the heart. Don't worry about all of that gobbledygook. You are grounded in the truth. You know what the Word of God is. Preach the Word. Rely upon the Word. And you have the Holy Spirit that's leading, guiding you. But look at what he says. Exercise yourself. You see, there, there it is. I got a pedal. I want that light. I got to pedal a little bit. Exercise yourself. You notice what he says to exercise. You know, physical exercise profits little. I love that. Because every time, every time Michelle says, hey, want to go for a walk with me? Want to go to the gym with me? Exercise, profitless little. Physical exercise, profitless little. I'm going to go in the office and read my Bible, heathen. No, I don't say that. No, no, no. no, no. I, I, you should exercise, take care of your body. But you understand. But here, I want to exercise. Now, wait. I just hope, thank you, Holy Spirit. Think about this. When you're doing the physical exercise, when you're pushing yourself, you get a return. 
you get a return. And sometimes we don't even realize it. I remember, and I know Joey can relate to this, man, when, when we used to you know, go out, I remember in December, being on the wrestling team, and you know, we got uh, Christmas break, and we had to go f- to wrestling practice on Christmas break. And yeah, I, I, you know, I hated it. I was cutting so much weight. I just didn't want to be there for first. So the coach would always first thing, and I hated running. The first thing, okay, guys, take laps. And we'd lap around, not just the school, but then we'd go out to two blocks over and come down. Ah, there was some wooded area. So whenever I got to the wooded area, that run went to... After about the second lap, the coach come up alongside of me and said, DeSanto, yeah? He says, if you start walking again behind those trees, how do you see? <laughs> there were no drones back then. How do you see? <laughs> but I, I'll tell you, though, you know, the cr- making me do it. And then, you know, you're, you're in the middle of uh, two, two, twos, we used to call them. You know, one guy standing there, and then you got all of those other guys coming at you for two solid minutes and just on and on and on and on and on and on and on. I wasn't that good a wrestler, but one thing I could do, I had endurance. I had endurance. A lot of times I won just because I outlasted the other guy. Why? Why? Because he was exercising me. Man, he was making me do these things. He was, he was see, that was that power. I'm peddling and there's some power. There's some dunamis. There's something happening. Their effort was being made and the potential that he knew that I had, he was, he was tapping that potential. My brothers and sisters, this is what the Lord is saying. I've given you the power. You ha- you, listen, you don't have to worry. Fear should have no, absolutely nothing to do with any of the decisions that you make. Fear of anything, failure, whatever. Uh, you know, I know I've got some he-men in here. I ain't afraid of nothing. Yeah, okay, that's good. How about your wife? No, I'm just kidding. No. Think about this for a minute, though. Seriously. Seriously. I'm not afraid of anything. But I'll, I'll tell you this. A minister friend of mine, him and his uh, wife and kids, they took a little uh, couple of days off. They went to the beach. And, um, you know, you, during the course of the day, everybody's playing, having a good time. He looks up and his son is not, his son is not there. His son is a grade school age young man and he's not there. Now, I've never lost my kids, but I could imagine my heart would have been in my throat. So that was, he's, and, and this is what he did. I, I love the man. He's, he's the one, he, he really, God used him to challenge me in ministry so much. And this is what he did. He went up to his wife, get a hold of God now. Get a hold of God now. Come on now, is that tracking with anybody? Get a hold of God now. I'm going to. Ec- I'm fixing to exercise something here, y'all. Right? I'm fixing. Ec- I'm not going. Listen. I'm not going to be afraid of the worst. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to tap into that power, that potential that God has given me. He has not given me the spirit of fear. He's given me power, love, and a sound mind. I'm going after God right now. Hallelujah. That was. That that motivated me. That, that, when he told me that story, man, that motivated me. One time, I got uh, a phone call. I got bad news about one of my grandchildren and that uh, she, you know, she was sick. And you know, there was this possibility, that possibility. 
And immediately, my first, I'm, t- I'm not going to lie to you, be tr- totally transparent. My, my, I got choked up immediately. Immediately. And I'm thinking, God, <laughs> I get choked up right now thinking about it. God, I can't have it. We, nothing can happen to this baby. Nothing can happen to this child. I didn't know what else to do. But I'll tell you what I did know. I remembered my friend. Get a hold of God now. Get a hold of God now. I can't control what's happening there. I can't, but God can. Amen? God is in control. God can go ahead and take care. And guess what? She was fine. Get a hold of God now. He's not giving us the spirit of fear. Power, love, sound mind, singleness of mind. Amen? All right. We're going to 1 Peter now, 4, 7. I know I'm rifling some scriptures at you. But that's just so you know that it's not my opinion. This is what the Word of God says. But the end of... Man, we're getting deep now. See, this is where Tony's heart's been for a few days. And I'm just... Lord, hallelujah. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. Okay, remember earlier when I was talking about, you know, he's not giving us a spirit of fear. He's given us this power, love, and sound mind. But the key to this stuff is love. The key is love. Well, Tony, I mean, yeah, okay, big deal. What else would a Christian say? Can't help it. God is love. They who do not know love don't know God. Let's take it further in our last study. If you can't love your brother who you can see, you can't love me who you can't see. So now, I've known that, and many of you in here who have been in churches for a long time, you've heard that, and you know that. But now, let's really think about, let's think that through seriously. Do you understand what he's saying? He's saying, if I'm having a hard time loving my brother, if I can't love my brother or sister, then that's really the test of whether I actually love God or not. Boy, it's pretty quiet in here except for one person. But, but no, but, but seriously, think about that. You know what? I've, I've studied that. I've known that for a long time. But really over the last you know, few weeks is when it really started. Mm, Holy Spirit's nudging me. Am I doing this right? Come on now. Come on now. Am I doing this right? Am I loving my brother and my sister? Am I loving them? Really? Like with God's love? Because that's the test. That's the measuring stick because if I don't, God says I can't love him. That's heavy stuff. Come on now. But the end of all things is at hand. Be serious and watchful in your prayers. See, I don't think that it's an accident, church, that Heart of Worship Church, along with some others that I know of, have been really getting serious and we have a prayer night. And that I don't think it's any accident that the Lord really gave me a hard nudge. Holy Spirit really gave me a hard nudge as it relates to what I shared with you a little while ago. I really believe, as I believed in 12 and started preaching differently, that we are in a specific spot on God's timeline. 
I believe firmly in my heart that Jesus could split the sky at any moment. But here's what I really want to convey, and hopefully I'm concerned for our young people because I see our kids, our young people growing up in a culture, in a society that is totally bombarding them and pulling them away and giving them all kind of other things to look at and making it sound good. And even in churches, we've got all of these programs and all of these other things going on, but man, are we, get, are we really getting them the truth? Are, are, they really, are we really putting them their feet on the rock? Maybe, yeah. Maybe no. I, I don't know, but my heart goes out. We're, we're, the end of all things is at hand. Aren't you so glad you came? No, it's, but it's not about doom and gloom. But look at, what it, look at what he says to us in Matthew. This is Jesus. When he's talking to his apostles, his disciples, about the end times, he says, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Because lawlessness will abound, the love of many... Now he's talking about many who professed him will grow cold. Why? Because we're sick and tired of being taken advantage of. We're sick and tired of seeing all of the people that um, are doing the things, not living right, not doing this, but they're prospering somehow. And you know what? We're sick and tired of you know, always taking it on the chin for the other guy. Is this sounding like... So the love of many will grow cold. And, and what he's talking about, a lot of them are just going to walk away. And they still may think that they're born again. But my brothers and sisters, love is the test. And if I, can only, if I only love you when things are going well, or if I only love you when you're treating me well, that's not agape. Amen. So my brothers and sisters, this is what he's saying. In the last days, I'm going to tell you something. I'm th- something years old now, and I've seen a lot of time, man. Not as much as some people in this room. But, man, if you ever told me that it would be like it is right now when I was a kid, I wouldn't believe you. But you look at how they're even getting, you know, different church folks to battle against each other. We have different churches where only a certain race will go because that's where they feel comfortable. We have certain churches that are segregated. I mean, are you kidding me? In the body of Christ? What Bible are they reading? My brothers and sisters, listen. The love of many will grow cold in the latter days because why? The enemy is doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's distracting us. He's making us fear. Groups of people, people groups. Oh, come on. Don't, don't look at me like I just said something that ain't true. Making us fear different people groups. Making us hold aughts. Well, those people, those rich people, they, just, they, they deserve to pay out the nose for everything. I want to tell you something. I never got a job from a poor person, but I sure got a lot of jobs from people who had a lot of money. So I'm glad there's some people that have a lot of money because that's how me and Michelle lived all these years and supported the family and, by the way, supported the work of the ministry. But always, there's always going to be this against that, that against this, so the love of many will wax cold but he's commanding us to be fervent, to love absolutely. I got the power. I got the power. I got the power. I got the power. But what am I doing? What am I doing with it? It's a baby. That's, they're doing what they do. But what am I doing with it? 
I've got the potential. Am I, am I, am I peddling? Am I lighting that light up? Come on now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Thessalonians. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. Could the Holy Spirit be grieved? Yeah. How do I know that? Because he said, don't do it. He wouldn't have had to tell me, don't do it, if it couldn't be done. Can I quench the Holy Spirit? Yes. How do I know that? Well, he wouldn't have said, don't do it, if it couldn't be done. And you know, with that language there that it's used, it always blows me away, and I always point this out to you. But I love the way, that language, you, don't quench the Holy Spirit. Don't throw a blanket on the fire. Man, it's burning. He's burning in you fervently. He's burning the garbage out of you. He's burning the dross out of you. But He's also burning you, motivating you, empowering you to do some things. You see, it's not a coincidence that Jesus uses, uh, the Bible uses the, the symbol of cloven tongues of fire landing on every one of them during the day of Pentecost when they were all baptized, when they received the Holy Ghost, cloven tongues of fire. Right? Then Jesus said, if anyone's, listen, if anyone thirsts, let him come unto me. Talking about water. What is that? See, that water is, is flowing. We don't do what we do, and then we cut it off. We cut the flow off. We quench it. We grieve it. We try to redirect it. No. See that? Come on. Listen, the end of all things is at hand. James 5, 8 through 9. I think we're going to finish up here. I, I, just hang on just a little bit more. In 5, 8, 9. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. The coming of the Lord is at hand. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. Do, do you, Jesus in, in Revelation, one of the last things he was saying as he gave the revelation to John, Behold, I come quickly. Behold, I'm coming quickly. That was 2,000 years ago, Tony. That means we're real close now. We're real close now. Behold, I'm coming quickly. But look at what he's saying. Listen, be patient. establish your hearts. Establish your hearts. Be sing- Make up your mind and be strong about it. Be single about it. Listen, know what you know. Listen, be- have confidence in what the Holy Spirit has taught you, what He's brought you through. Have confidence in that. Stand on that. Amen. Even in the face of ridicule. Even in- Jesus warned us. He told us this is going to happen. You're no better than your Master. If they've done this to me, they're going to certainly do it to you. But we're afraid of that. See, and so many times, somebody like me in my position will say, well, young people, you know, peer pressure. Man, it's not a young people thing. It's a people thing. It's a human thing. Wherever we are, we have peers. Whatever age group we are, whoever, whatever race, whatever gender, we have peers. We have people that we hang out with or people that are among the people that we hang out with. And we don't want to be ridiculed. We want to be accepted, some of us. Some of us don't care. Too old to care, I guess. So, some of us don't care, but, but there's always that one, one person or that, that being that we're concerned with, how they feel about us, how they view us. Come on now. You know what I'm saying is true. Ah, oh, man. I'm going to worry about that? 
when the God of all glory poured out his love for me on the cross, that person didn't take a whooping for me. That person didn't have them rip the beard from their face for me. Right? So I'm going to be concerned about that. And I know in this position, I know it's easy to say when you're not in the middle of it. That's why the Bible is instructing us. That's why Holy Spirit is instructing us. Establish your hearts. Why? Because it's going to come. And when it comes, be firm. Have a firm mind. Have a firm understanding. Stand on it. Establish your hearts. Hallelujah. You know what you believe. Stand on it. And you're not standing alone. Holy Spirit is with you. God is with you. But now, now, now this is what church is about. Holy Spirit is with you and your brothers and sisters at Heart of Worship are with you. No one in this place, and if you do, then you, you're not my sheep. No one in this place will ever look down on you because you're having a hard time. No one. We're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to pick each other up. If I, make, if I miss the mark, man, I'm so glad that I have brothers and sisters in this room that will help me. That I can say, hey, let, let's get a hold of God. Come on now. Establish your hearts. Hang on. And you're not hanging on alone. I'm going to end it there. You know, we can continue in James. James says, uh, you know what? If there's anyone that lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Right? Who's, who's not going to hold back and who's not going to chastise you for asking. He's not going to think you, you know, look down on you that you don't have it. He's going to give it to you. But when you ask, don't doubt. When you're asking, don't doubt. Because you're, if you're doubting, you're like a wave that's tossed by the sea. And you're unstable. Since we said you're double-minded. And if you're a double-minded person, you're unstable in all your ways. If you're unstable in all your ways, then my brothers and sisters, you have not established your hearts. You haven't established your hearts. You haven't, man, you've you got to have this singleness of mind. See, I've heard from people that, man, it's tough. It's, it's tough. And I used to, to the church of Ephesus, in Revelation he says, Return to your first love. Love. Return to your first love. Remember how excited you were when you first became born again? Remember? Remember you wanted a witness to everybody? Remember how they used to run away from you on the job? Remember? Not all of us are, are in that same boat right now. Why? Our love has waxed Cold. We've let some things, listen, we've let some things get in the way. It's time for us as a congregation to lift each other up. And if that's you, praise the Lord, you're in the right place today. Because no one in this room will look down upon you. No one in this room is going to rebuke you. No one in this room is going to think any less or low of you. We love you. Stand with me, please.